Welcome to Feelings Fitness. I'm your host, Suzanne Bazarco, a yoga teacher, licensed professional counselor, certified mindfulness practitioner, and a mom of two. When I first entered motherhood and started raising a family, I needed something to help me survive the seasons of life, which is why I pulled the Feelings Fitness program that I created in graduate school out of the archives, linked it up with what I learned in yoga teacher training, and boom, the Feelings Fitness formula was born. Yoga plus mindfulness equal emotional well-being. It has worked for me, and I surely hope it works for you and your family too. I am stoked to embark on this journey of sharing yoga and mindfulness with you. It's time to get real about how you feel. It's time to feel fit, mind, body, and spirit. Hello, hello, Suzanne here. A huge feelings fitness welcome to anyone who is new here. I'm truly honored that you chose to spend a little bit of your day with me. As we are still in the first month of the new year, and since Feelings Fitness is still a new podcast, I'll be giving a brief overview of why it is that we come together each week and how you can find value in what Feelings Fitness has to offer. But first, I'd like to give a shout out to two five-star reviews that were left on iTunes. The first one comes from KN3. 373 saying, I love the positivity of this podcast. Very relatable and calming. And the second one came in from Shy Mama two times saying, Mindfulness and meditation sometimes seem scary, time consuming, or too hard, but Suzanne has an approach that makes it really easy to add some mindful habits to your busy life. I'm blushing here, I'll be honest. Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for taking the time to write those amazing reviews. I'd love to give a shout out to others out there too, so please be sure to leave a review. By doing so, it helps to get the podcast in front of more people. And let's be honest, the world is a much better place with more mindful people in it. And of course, it would mean the world to me. It fires me up to know that this mindful message is making a difference. So here goes the overview of the purpose of the Feelings Fitness podcast. For one, being a yoga teacher, I offer ideas on how to incorporate yoga into your everyday life, asanas, the poses, pranayama, the breath work, and then also bits and pieces of the eight limbs of yoga, giving a bit of a roadmap into living a yogic lifestyle. Then being a certified mindfulness practitioner, I offer ways to move mindfully through your day with a focus on three categories. I focus on home, health, and happiness. As a licensed professional counselor, I offer ways to establish emotional well-being, remembering that emotional well-being is not about feeling a hundred percent all the time. It's about knowing to knowing how to find ways to feel better to feel good, to live your best life, and then how to ask for help if you can't figure it out on your own. There is no shame in seeking help, whether it be professionally or whether it just be, you know, getting a friend on the phone and talking through things. You know who your people are to go to for certain things. It's like this friend might be great for, you know, talking through business ideas and that friend might be fantastic for dealing with, you know, family issues or conflicts. So just kind of be aware of your 
you know, your personal resources too and tap into them. I'm sure you have a wonderful network of people who would be willing to, you know, lend an ear to listen and help you problem solve. I reach out to people all the time. I know who my people are for particular things and I use them and I hope that they always use me. And then finally, as a mom, well, I incorporate some of my family's everyday highs and lows so you can see and feel the realness of using the feelings fitness formula, which is yoga plus mindfulness equal emotional well-being. So for today, I wanted to share a few home health and happiness items. First up, home. So on the home front, I always like to start the year with de-junk January. And let me just start by saying, let me just start by saying, as I was organizing my filing system, I came across a journal I started in January of 2019. Oh my goodness. Epic goal fails. What was I even doing? I don't know. I know that I accomplished a lot over the course of the last year. But when I looked at that list that I had made in this journal that I clearly had just set up on the shelf and forgotten all about, I looked at what I had written down. I'm like, wow, that would have been awesome to get to right now and have all those things checked off. But now with all the knowledge that I've gained throughout the last year, I see the problem with those goals. They were big and they weren't measurable. So it made me think of this idea of smart goals. I can't even exactly pinpoint where I saw this first. I know it shows up in lots of the self-development type books that I read. What SMART actually stands for is specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. And looking back at my list, it's like, well, yeah, they were attainable and they certainly were relevant, but they were not specific, they were not measurable, and they were not time-based. It was just like a, it's like I just kind of threw up on the paper all the things that like my perfect life would look like if it had X, Y, and Z in it. I did set it up so it was a home goal, a health goal, and then a happiness goal. And happiness to me is friends and family. So always that happiness section has to do something with friends and family. But these are still goals that I'm striving for. So I decided to take last year's goals and make them into smart goals. I'll keep you posted on how that goes. And it's a little bit embarrassing what's on that list. So if I feel like I can allow myself to be a little bit vulnerable, I'll pop those up in the Facebook group and you can take a look at what some of my goals were and then you can see how I'm going to shift those into some SMART goals. I'm always one who needs an accountability partner, so I, I should probably put it out there and make sure I know that other people are watching. <laughs> and then hopefully by 2021, those can actually be checked off the list. So although Fall Fresh Start took care of a lot of the junk, the holiday break created some as well. So I've gone through another round of de-junking of junk, and it feels good. The kids helped me find lots of toys to donate. I literally had two industrial-sized bags of them and things that the kids didn't 
actually try to retrieve out of those bags. They allowed them to go out the door. It was amazing. Now the home front is back to feeling less cluttered, more peaceful, and ready to start those smart goals. Next up is health. And I know a lot of other people have this same kind of goal for January, and it is dry January. So I have come across lots of articles really confirming the benefits of doing this dry January. I'll tell you, I actually started my dry January a little bit early because because it was around oh a couple days after Christmas that I got that whatever virus was going around it struck me down so hard and I mean even coffee didn't sound good it was so depressing so even drinking a cup of coffee hurt my throat I love me some good tea too so that was fine but coffee there's just something about coffee that you know makes me smile so point being my dry January from anything alcoholic related actually started a couple days after Christmas. So, and I'll, I I feel so good. It's one of those things where I really do love to get out socially and have a few drinks. I love a fine wine. I love a good craft beer, those types of things. But there's, I don't know, I'm feeling so good that I, I may just keep this dry January thing going on a little bit longer throughout the year. Again, let, lots of articles confirming the benefits. And then you'll have the counter articles that are like, drink a glass of wine every day. It's good for your heart. So there's always conflicting messages with really anything. There's conflicting messages with coffee. There's conflicting me- messages with all kinds of things. You know, even some of the superfoods, somebody will come back and say, well, no, that's not really because of X, Y, and Z. So anyway, Dry January it is in my health category for right now. And remember, Food for Fuel came up in the Fall Fresh Start series. If you haven't, even though it's called Fall Fresh Start, if you haven't listened to those, you can always go back and listen. And even if you're new in here and you haven't listened to the beginning episodes where I talk about the home health and happiness and then and then the series with Fall Fresh Start as well, I highly recommend going back just so you really have the real foundation for the goals here in this group. Anyway, back to my point of remember Food for Fuel from Fall Fresh Start. Another thing in the health realm that I'm focusing on right now and I highly recommend is focusing on food fueling our bodies instead of it's amazing when you're mindful with your eating and you really pay attention to everything that you put into your mouth when you put that piece of junk into your mouth it really and then you're mindful about it you're sitting there thinking "Mm." it tastes good initially but then when you're thinking about that item being processed through your body it doesn't feel so good I suggest kind of reframing your thinking about food and thinking about it more as fueling the body. I know Rachel Hollis always talks about it as food blessing her body. So anytime she eats, she thinks, is this going to bless my body? That's one way to think about it too. I've just found that this idea of food for fuel has worked in the sense that finding healthy things that giving 
meaning behind why I'm eating, not just eating to fill time, just being intentional about eating. And what I found works really well is to put to to focus on whole foods. And then even further than that, I like to set things out front and center. I found that when I had a fresh fruit bowl on the island in my kitchen, I always grabbed an apple, I grabbed an orange, I grabbed anything out of there. And I found myself really eating more whole foods, healthier foods by having those foods front and center. And of course, you know, in the health realm, I always focus on breathing. So let's take a bit of a breath break and just take an intentional full breath. And what I want you to focus on for this breath, I always tell you to focus on the yogic breath, where it's that really think about that belly rising on the inhale and the belly sinking back down towards the spine on the exhale. What I want you to do for this one is I want you to be really intentional about taking a really, really full, deep breath so much that you can feel it in your back body. So go ahead and do that right now. Nice, deep, full inhale in. And full exhale out. Could you feel that when you're focusing on the back body? I carry so much tension in my upper back. I don't know if it was from carrying the kids when they were younger, from carrying purses and bags and that sort of thing on one shoulder that kind of makes you a little off center. I don't know what it is, but and then just clearly stress, any stress that comes in too. I guess that's why maybe this really nice, intentional deep breath feels so amazing to me because it opens up that back body too and it releases the tension there. So keep that in mind as you move throughout the week too. Just finding that, I mean, you can really at any given time take one, even just one deep full inhale in and full exhale out and feel the opening of that back body. So amazing. And finally, we come to the best section, happiness. We can look at happiness in different ways, and it means different things to different people. To me, in this group, on this podcast, I mainly focus happiness on friends and family. And so one thing that I've done in the new year, and it was, I mean, it was part of Fall Fresh Start. It's been It was part of my summer a little bit too, but I've really started to be really intentional about family meetings. And I, what I've done now too, again, kind of going back to what happened with the epic fail with my, my goals for 2019. Remember what I said, I wrote those goals and then I stuck it on a shelf and forgot all about it, never pulled that journal back out. So that was kind of what was happening with family meetings. I would take notes, we would set intentions, write affirmations, think about what was good from the week before, think about what we were excited about the week ahead and that type of thing. But I was, I would write those things out and then I would stick it in a folder and I would kind of forget about it. We'd all kind of forget 
forget about it. So what I've started doing this year is I have a template that I found. Um, I think I shared this in Fall Fresh Start. I absolutely love using the Big Life Journal. Anything that Big Life Journal puts out for the kids, I absolutely adore. I think they've got such a an amazing message. They talk about the growth mindset. So fantastic. I'm so impressed with everything that they put out. But I pulled a template from Big Life Journal and it's family meetings. And I use that and we fill it in and then I post it up on the refrigerator. So we see it and it's been a great reminder for me. And although the kids don't really look at it the way that I do, it's a little bit more at my eye level than theirs. But I'll just remind them our affirmation for the week is be kind. We're um, working towards making sure that our laundry is either in the hamper or in the laundry room and those types of things. So they are really owning some of the goals that we have set for ourselves during the week. And then finally, family fun. I'm being way more intentional and putting the family fun ideas in that template for the family that we create it during the family meetings. But family fun, last week we went to go see that movie Spies in Disguise. And although the kids act as though they're not into going to see movies, they always walk away and they're like, oh, that was so good. Remember this part? Remember that part? Wasn't it so funny? My daughter loved it from that movie. My daughter absolutely loved the part where the main character gets turned into a pigeon and he's like, all of a sudden, you know, you can turn your head and he's like, Now I can see your face and my butt at the same time. So we get a good giggle out of lines from movies. So anyway, but if we hadn't have been intentional about making a plan to go see a movie, it would have been easy enough just to not do it because I was doing it for the kids and they weren't super stoked about it. So it would have been easy enough to just be like, yeah, nobody's really that interested. But I knew that they would like it. So it was on our agenda. I knew it would be fun. So we stuck to it. We went. We still have laughs based on it. So family fun in that happiness category. Next week, I'll be starting a new series focusing on one emotion at a time. We'll dive deep into the hardwired human brain. We'll take a look at examples of everyday emotions, and we'll work towards training the brain to be stronger than the emotions in order to make the most out of the time we are blessed with on this earth. Are you loving the podcast? Want an extra boost of positivity? Get on the mailing list. Just shoot me an email at Suzanne at feelingsfitness.com and put opt in in the subject line. You'll get a weekly email to let you know when each new podcast drops with a little extra love to get you through your week. I hope you found this episode enlightening. If you like it, please be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and tell a friend. The more people we have engaged in this conscious conversation, the better. You can find everything related to this episode over at www.feelingsfitness.com. And as always, some of the best content comes up after the show in the Facebook group. So be sure to join over there as well. Until we chat again, feel fit, mind, body, and spirit.